Welcome to today's short podcast. I'm Fernando, alcoholic, and I have Kimberly on our Zoom class, and we just finished doing our reading from the big book. We jump all the way around, as you know, some of you that you've been following us. So let's go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I'm asking Kimberly to go over some of the readings we did today. Remember, she had uh, just the way she sees things. I really enjoy it, and I, I believe it's helping a lot of us to uh, clarify the word. We're going deeper, folks, I believe. Here's Kimberly. Hello, everybody. I'm Kimberly. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm looking at our reading in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 416 at the bottom. And it says, at last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. And I thought about the word key. And because as, as acceptance, as a key, I think about the concept of a key. When we use it in our daily lives, we use it to get unlock a door. And when we unlock the door, what he's saying here is that it swings wide open and we can go through freely. So that is the key that we use in situations. And as I was saying, too, is that even if you have, like, to have uh, get in line at an airport or go through a passageway or something, generally your key is going to be like a ticket or, you know, um, some kind of ID, and you still then you go through. So what he's saying is that here had he been in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm looking at the very bottom of the page, and he was, you know, it locked up here somewhere. He didn't have the key. He was using all these drugs and alcohol. And then he said, okay, God. And so with the key of acceptance at this point, he releases himself by turning to God here in, in acceptance, accepting it. It's true, I'm all people. I'm an alcoholic. Now what am I going to do about it? So his key of acceptance gives him an opportunity to open his mind to say, what am I going to do? And then he is waiting for an answer. And then he goes on to say, you know, acceptance is uh, the key to his disturbances or situations in life and things like that. And he says he can't be happy without it. And as he goes on, he was talking here too. Uh, at the bottom of 417 where it says he realized he was uh, the chief critic. And like um, it says in our um, 12 and 12 in our program, it's called the 12 and 12 um, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. It talks about the Lord... Um, the St. Francis prayer, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Well, when your channel, it says we cannot be an open channel if we are choked up with anger. And here he's talking about at the bottom of this book on 417, he's talking about chief critic. He sees the flaws, you know, he's criticizing, he's getting angry, he's looking for perfection. And he wants everybody else to acknowledge that he's looking for it. So that's like a locked door. And that was my point is that 
when I take the key of acceptance and I inject it into a situation, I can be a free person. And so it's like Fernando talks about, you know, when we thank God for any situation, any illness or any harm that is in the way, we inject the love and the gratitude and the thankfulness, however word you want to use. And you say, thank you for this situation that this is. This is going to teach me something to be stronger and move towards God and be an open channel. And so that open channel of God's love, you know, it does say in there, where there is hatred, let me sow love. And um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but, you know, when we talk about the other prayer, um, the resentment prayer and freedom from bondage, which is a story in the back of the book. It talks about um, using prayer and resentment to inject that prayer. That's the same thing. I accept this person the way they resent. I'm going to use the key of acceptance about this anger that I have towards this person, this hatred. I'm going to pray for love for them. I'm going to accept them as they are. And like Fernando says, I'm going to thank God for that person. Thank God they made me angry. Thank God I'm angry. You know, and then all of a sudden you start to go, wait, I'm accepting this. And then you see that key of acceptance. Okay. And so also um, he was talking about, okay, his magic magnifying mind. And when he talked about all these qualities he had of his wife, he accepted her. That's the same thing. He had an acceptance towards her. This is on page 418. And then, but when he drank, see, it says, my alcoholism, my pills, I drank more and more. That's like slamming the door shut. That's choking up the channel of peace. Like I said, he said, Lord, make me a channel. A channel is wide open, just like a door. And so when we look here, we see he's drinking. And then he says, I can't see anything good. I see your defects. The more I focus my magic magnifying mind on it, He's locking the door down. He's shutting down. He's locked up. And he's going to to be sicker and sicker. But when he, then if he goes on page 419, he says, well, when I focus on what's good, I have a good day. When I focus on bad, I have a bad day. As I focus on the problem, the problem increases. And I focus on the answer, the answer increases. So, when he's focusing on good, he has the key of acceptance and, je- and thankfulness and gratitude is a key. He takes the key and he puts it in what's good today. And he opens up a channel of peace for what's good today. Amen. Because we can't be peaceful if we're looking and then he goes on. If I'm focusing on the problem, I can't be at peace. And we know, too, about our physical health. You know, when we're trying to live sober, we it makes us sick to live like that. And and also talks about here, when we deal in feelings, we tend to know ourselves. If you look at this book and these stories, you're going to see acceptance is really in a lot of it. And, and we do page 100. We talk about God's, it says in the middle, the first full paragraph on page 100 says, both you and the new man must walk day by day and see when we're walking, we must have a key to open the door and walk through. So we walk day by day and persist. 
and remarkable things will appear, right? And it says that in our Bible, too, for those of us who know that. Uh, Knock and it shall be opened unto you, was what Jesus said, a credible spiritual teacher. He lived thousands of years ago, but he's alive today. And it says when we look back, we realize the things that came to us, and we put ourselves in God's hands better than anything we could have planned. And God's hands, when you just take yourself and put yourself in God's hands, you're not holding anything. You're sitting there in God's hands. And God's dealing with it for you. And so then it says you'll be in a wonderful world. And who doesn't want to be in a wonderful world? Well, some of us don't. So then you have to put the key down and go back to drink longer and suffer a little more or a lot more as the case may be. And then you'll remember because as we say in AA, you know, once a seed has been planted, that new man is going to think about it. So without going on boring anybody anymore, I think you get the point. Um, it can be found anywhere. Um, trust God and clean house, right? Here, I've just turned any page in the book and you can find it. It's a miracle. Acceptance. You know, first things first, live and let live. Easy does it. <laughs> relax. And, and that one we had, relax and take it easy. Don't struggle. I see Fernando smiling over here. Okay, so that pretty much gets the driest point home, right? Amen, amen. And uh, I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and it's a wonder uh, Kimberly is not drinking coffee this, this morning. Um, <laughs> and she's on a roll. I, um, I had some black tea. You know, um, it's a wonderful thing. Reading, uh, reading this information over and over again gets a little too much five days a week. I was telling Kimberly, but when you take a break and you come back, uh, you really, our subconscious mind is thinking about this stuff that we read. And then we come with an inspired conclusion that comes from heaven. And that's what we got to get today. Earlier, uh, Kimberly was talking about that. Uh, he's the father. We are the children. And uh, we're receiving instructions. And and I like that critical self, that part about being critical. But in other words, the point I'm making is not taking ourselves too seriously because we don't know all the picture. God says he's a thousand times smarter than us. You know, our ways are not his ways. So thanking God for a problem is is not our way. I wouldn't. I, and you just made me realize that if I accept, I don't like that guy. I don't get along with that guy. And if I, I'm trying to change it by being loving, and I'm not feeling good. I'm uh, I'm not accepting my own feelings. I need to accept. I don't get along with that guy. I don't like it. But uh, I thank you, God, that I don't get along with him, and I don't like it. That's the first step to, uh, to to. Uh, mental uh, peace, right? You just drove that home to me. I'm trying to to go further and say, oh, God bless him, God bless him, God bless him. And that's not working. I need to accept that I, I, I don't get along. Why do I not get along with him? Probably because he reminds, reminds me of my dad in a critical uh, position. And that's one of the reasons I, uh, I, uh, I just jump. Because I notice when I talk and some other kids are there in an AA meeting, they start to shut down because my voice, my demeanor is probably reminds them of a critical dad. Uh, so I have to accept the fact is that I don't like that guy and I have to find out the reason 
and just start praying and thank God for it. Anyway, I'm going too long, belittling the point. I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Um, <coughs> once we accept the situation, uh, we become peaceful, like, like Kimberly said. I accept, now I am in Hawaii. I'm in a vacation right now. I got to get up around 3.30 in the morning to be ready for the 4 a.m. Uh, Zoom meeting. That's 7 a.m. in California time. And I used to think, well, you know, at the beginning, I was kind of a little bit feeling sorry for myself. You know, I got people we got to talk to and entertain and so forth, our host. But I feel good. I'm up three, the wife is up, and, and we're ready to go to work because we accepted the fact that we have to be of service. That's a couple of things. We need to exercise our willpower in understanding this information, and then we have to exercise our willpower to be ready to, to pass the message, to pass the message to others that uh, who want it. And once they want it, they'll pull, <clears throat> they'll pull energy from us. Whoever wants this stuff will pull energy from us. It's like yes. Kimberly wants this stuff. So she just pulls my imagination, my uh, energy from me that makes me think, you know. And I love it because you've got 11 years of uh, as a teacher and as an educator, and life was just going too fast. We're slowing down with this these readings, and we're making a conclusion that, hey, God wants to be in the center of us, and he's trying to get our attention through these problems so we can look up for his help. As soon as we surrender, he's a thousand times better, a thousand times smarter, a thousand times. But he's always going to help us. To My prayer is, Lord, help me to be good at these at this stuff so I can pass it on. I think that's what he's yes, looking for. Uh, yes, and the girls in the... Uh, huh. Claremont Women's Meeting had a very good thing. I took a lot of things from there. You know, they said when you see someone you're having trouble with, you go to work that morning and you're a little disgruntled about, compliment that person. Say, you know what? I like those shoes. I remember my, my you know, make something up. I don't care. I, I love my, my dad. Those remind me of something I think my grandmother had. My Those are really sweet, and I love the color of that. And have you done something nice with your hair? And now men are not going to do this. A man, I don't know yet to tell me what you guys do for each other, but you do something nice for that person. You say something nice, uh, you know, and inject it into him right then and there. You know, that's what you're talking about. You know, that God, you know, he, he just keeps it. Well, you know what? Just do a little nice. A pat. You know, I don't know if you guys do a high five or your fist and bumping. And you say, you know, I... I had a pair of shoes like that years ago, and I used to walk miles in those shoes. And uh, my wife used to wash them, and they last me ten years. I love those shoes, and I can even do my weed pulling and my mowing in the yard with them as well. And you get a conversation going about something good, and and get that person on your side. See, because if you're a channel of God's peace, and you have turned your will and your life over to the care of God. You're going to get them person that person into the will of God, right? Don't it, you think? Yeah, amen. In, in some instances, it's that easy. Most of the time, it's 80% of that. But you got some 20% guys that uh, uh, there's no talking, there's no acknowledgement, there's just nothing but hate. And you're dealing with a demon-possessed person. 
you're dealing with a, a person that has, uh, and the Bible talks a lot about that, the fool, you, you can try to change the fool's mind. Uh, even a thousand times you hit the fool, he's not going to change. So you got to find out if the person is able to, if, if God can change them, you're, you're, you're knocking your head up against a, a Gibraltar, you know, a hit. It's not going to, you know, so the best thing to do is to, is for him to be an example of what um, a person that's locked up and away from learning, from growing. If, you know, a lot of us lock up and say, oh, no, screw it. I'm not going to accept that and this and that. I'm not going to change. This is the way I am. Uh, or that's the only sanity that they're hanging on to is their same <clears throat> information. And uh, like you said before, hurt people hurt people. You know, so you want to stay away from hurt people. You don't want to pick up their anger or anything. There's really not much you can do to a person that uh, is not reaching out to God. And it's and it's constantly, um, you know, and the best yet is is to laugh and have fun and say, thank God. Yeah, they're not ready. They're not ready for that. But that doesn't mean you have to pick up and uh, be offended or hurt by them. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, but the problem is, is that it, it comes from childhood. You know, they remind you of something, some uh, observed talk that they said. You know, as a child, like I said, so, so you got to keep. I ex, the key for me is to accept the fact that I don't get along with them. First point, I have to accept that I'm not getting along, and I don't know. And that's the first part in undoing the problem, and then you go into the second phase. You start praying for the person's, uh, like you said welfare like you read today his um happiness his his health and his you know you pray for his community influence and there i done my duty i accept it i don't, yeah. I don't get along with him i, I don't like and the person yeah. and i get rage when i come around him i want to punch him <laughs> and i bet no he wants to punch me <laughs> these two old guys are gonna go go at it you know and um and you have to if i accept well, that that's intelligent on my part and and I go do my homework. You're still, yeah, you still got testosterone going on. So there you go. So, uh, <laughs> but not in the fourth dimension. Yeah, because well, I get in the fourth dimension on my knees and I pray for the person. It's called intercession. But I, it won't, and one day it's going to break. But God is going to do it. I'm not going to do it by. The only way I can compliment the guy is by saying he keeps saying he's not that stupid. I don't believe him. <laughs> You know, I can be real. Well, I can be real sarcastic and ugly with my talk, and I I try not to do that. That's how I accept the fact that I uh, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, by not being uh, that's what they want. You know, they want you to judge them so you can get judged. So you want to give them mercy. You know the the, the, the well. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. We're operating on physics, too. We discussed that before. You're on a different vibrational frequency in a fourth dimension with God on your side and God within you and that key of acceptance. And when you go near that person, they're on a lower frequency. They're operating in another darker dimension. So they, but with your light, they can't touch you. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that you are a channel of peace that is the most power that anybody can ever have over anything here in this world you are telling me i to declare in the name of jesus get out of my house you, you demons 
you know so so the power is there but it's you've got to choose to pick up the key of acceptance right right i mean i know i my neighbor's the same way my neighbor i go out and walking my dog minding my business on the gravel walking the dog along she opens the door and she goes oh she saw me <laughs> and she does this all the time you can feel the energy right she goes oh well i don't respond i don't react i do nothing because if i react i'm at, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna open another door with another key you understand right i don't react to her i just ignore it good good so i understand what you're saying some of it cannot be helped um right i understand that's realistic that's realistic amen amen and then and then we're healthy when we do accept that put it rest we're healthy yeah you know not yeah just don't add any more you know instead of adding insult to injury we want to add healing to injury Well, well maybe that's the biggest problem all the way around the world a lot of churches you know they they tell us to jump and rejoice and everything and but we haven't accepted the thing we're just we're just putting a a paint over it but if we we accept yes. that i don't like the situation it's grievous I, it ticks me off to be in this, this situation and everything you know and just accept the fact that i don't i don't accept it <laughs> is right and i i read this to the women in the meeting yesterday on zoom i read this is a sick man how can i be helpful to him <laughs> Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And though we didn't like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, we pray to God in that moment. This is a sick man. How can I be useful? Amen. Well, sometimes being useful is just walk away. Yeah. That's how I can be useful. Exactly. Because if I pick up my testosterone in my fist... We're going to have a fight. So I walk away and I stay neutral because that opens a key, opening another door of freedom. We want to be happy, joyous, and free. You, you know, you brought a good point because let's say, for instance, you you, you weren't and you went at it toe-to-toe to arguing. Uh, the Bible says it, it doesn't avail anything. The, the person goes on laughing because he got you off your piece and the other guys see you and this, you destroy your testimony around of the person of peace with the younger people. So you have to keep your yeah. composure because wisdom says, you know, understanding says who's the fool, the fool that wants to argue and hate yeah. all the time. So they're already identifying themselves and you don't have to identify him more of as their character defects because it's not going to do no good. That's their goal is to get you to to be at their level, like you said, their frequency. That's their goal. Or that's the, their higher power's goal. If their higher power is the devil, and and there's one third of people are infested with devils, you know that's how much devils Jesus was out uh, casting out. You know a devil has mm-hmm. a. So we have to always keep our house clean, and that's why we say the ten step. We always keep keep an eye, and accept when something does not agree with us and we're agreeing with it or whatever we accept the fact that we're being we're being lazy let's say gambling then the, the situation is arrested and then we start thanking god that we got this problem and then it's it's more uh out of here we do it with love you know in a scientific way <clears throat> except the character defect 
I, I, uh-huh. I accept the fact that I'm powerless over coffee, you know, and then, and it gives me. Right, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and Jesus said, uh, and so he performed exorcisms, and he performed exorcisms on people with multiple demons, and then, if you recall, he said, what is your name? Tell me your name, and they said, we are legion, and legions mean many, and, and he said, if you would, they said, if you please put us in that herd of pigs. And he did it. And they all ran into the water and drowned. And then I think he was sitting with the, the disciples at dinner. I think it was. You have to look and maybe correct me on this, but it doesn't matter. He said, don't cast pearls before swine. Because swine are pigs. And all they care about is eating, drinking, fornicating, pissing, and excuse my French, which, okay, shitting. All right? That's all they care about. Exactly. And what is the pearls? Pearls of wisdom, you hear in Mm -hmm. our language? Mm -hmm. Pearls of love, (laughs) pearls of channel of peace, pearls of acceptance. You can't cast those. Jesus said, don't cast them before swine. Right? Right, right. And so that's what you're saying this morning. You're saying, you know, why would I put my energy there? Yeah, if if God can't fix them through problems, the thanking God and acceptance, um, <laughs> and the program, been in the program for years, um, you know, their, their objective is there is to, you know, whatever objective they're there for, maybe they're there to, to clean people out, to get people discouraged, to get people that are not going to make it anyway out of uh, the program, to, you know, they're there for a purpose, and, and I don't understand that purpose. And I found out the more I don't understand God's purposes in people and situations, the more uh, reward it is in it for me if I, if I accept it and thank God for it. Because there are rewards. That's the, th- the fourth. The, 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 I first go through uh, self-pity with a problem I can't accept. Then I go through anger, through a problem I can't accept. Then I finally accept it, that I'll tell God, God, I will do this for the rest of my life if you want me to, you know, be patient or whatever. And that that takes some time to get to that point to acceptance. And once the acceptance well, is accepted, then the reward comes. That's my experience. Right. And I, from what I understood, it, it, that Lucifer, who was that angel, of mm-hmm. Gabriel, or whatever his name was, it doesn't matter, was decided to have a plan of his own. That's where it all started. And God did want that. You said God doesn't want that. God did. He wanted to give us free will. So he let that go, and he let him go, and he came down, turned into a snake, and had a talk with Eve, and you know the whole story. Yeah, So there we go. God did want that because he could have stopped it right then and there, but he chose to allow that darkness to come down here so that we could grow into lighter beings on our own now see because without us wouldn't he be alone right he would be alone without us and that's a terrible will this is what i've been told so i just go with it i Uh, you know there's there's a mystery it's worse It's it's a supreme and divine mystery that we are not equipped to understand. Right. So there again, we have to use the key of acceptance. Right. 
I don't know why those demons are here. You know what? They are. What are we going to do? We have to accept it. Yeah, you can't sit there and cry. We if gotta... I fight it, I become... And Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. If you act, if you act like that, you're going to become like them. He right. warned us. Beautiful. He said, don't judge them. Right. There you go. Okay. Beautiful. So there you have it. Beautiful. I'm not going to add anything to that. Let You're... me know where this comes up on the. I'd like to listen to it. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll, I'll load it up. I'm gonna on the podcast, and uh, it'll be the very first one on the podcast. It's called uh, Alcohol AA for Christians or something like that. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. Send me a share. Yeah, yeah, it's very beautiful. I think here. the uh, you said physics and the science of accepting a situation and then enveloping with acceptance. That takes time. And then the other the part, what, what am I going to do about it, is prayer. Okay? And once I pray over the thing that I cannot accept and I accept it that I cannot accept it, that's healthy intelligence. And then, and then I got to go through the anger and through the self-pity that why me? And then before I even accept it and then get to work on it. Then the, 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 uh, once I get to a point where it doesn't bother me, I'll do it the rest of my life. Say for that person does not bother me anymore. It just falls right off. His, his, his comments and his way he expresses and the way he's killing people in AA with his talk. It doesn't bother me. I'm just giving words of life. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Trying to give words of peace, life, and encouragement. And the ones that have ears to hear, let them listen. The, uh, the ones that have, it could be, like you said, it could be a cleansing process that God has through negative people. Because he says in the Bible, too, that evil was made for the day of destruction. You know, that something we don't understand. A lot of stuff, we, don't, we try to understand it. And the only thing we can understand is that when we go to God, there's peace. When we surrender to God, there are answers. That's all we know. That's all I know. And that's good enough, right? Well, that's that story of the diamond. Yeah, the diamond in the rough. But, you know, what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, the channel of the peace, you know, when you're in front of that person, you use the channel of the peace. But the evil is the, the coal and all of the, the stuff around the diamond that is dark and crusty and ugly. And then when they work away at that stuff and get it away, then the the crust comes away and what do you have in the side inside you have these beautiful beautiful diamonds right right and so this is uh, a clear and then the inside that's clarity and they give that white the ring like that and that stands for eternity it's timeless so it's everything amen. it's light time you know but without if you put it in the dark that's not going to work anymore. Right. Right? If I put a diamond in the dark, I can't, I can't see it. Right? And mm -hmm. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And then in another in another uh, gospel, he said, you are the light of the world. Because I am in you and you are in me and I am in him. I am in the Father. Remember this. This is what you asked me to read in 14 through 17. John 14. 17 Amen. i am i am in him you are in me okay so i guess that's how it goes you are in me i am in him and then you are in him right right okay so 
Amen. And there there, go. it goes to, to our audience to listen to that, to read uh, John 14, 15, 16, and 17. And First right. John 1 through 5, that's what our part, what we can do. What is my part? What can I do about it? That's what we could do about it. We can lay a foundation of love so if any evil tries to get in our hearts or we respond properly, we're already, uh, we already have tools in our spirit. We have the Word of God. And, and it will protect us because they'll talk back to those ideas, those thoughts that are trying to get into us. Ideas of hatred, ideas of malice, ideas of, uh, you know, self-pity. And it will protect us, the Word of God. And, and it's even in our writings. I read it today in, our, in the big book where it says, we have, in essence, become God conscience. And that says that's mm-hmm. the light that Kimberly's talking about. The, the God conscience is the light. That's where we're coming out of from. We're responding right now from the readings uh, and and the problem we have at hand, our feelings. We're no different than scientists, folks. Scientists, you know, people can do other other hobbies. Our hobbies is is mental health, emotionals, and putting things in perspective and having the problem and then trying over and over again, failing. Ninety five percent is for failure is good, but we're all falling forward. We're falling forward. We're going to start living in that five percent where we're well equipped, and my prayer is is that uh, I'll be available to pass the message, and that's what we're doing right mm-hmm. here. We're available to pass the message uh, through experience, strength, and hope, or uh, acceptance, failure, acceptance, failure, <laughs> a little success, and then we start to having more success. The same way we learn to stop drinking and using. And brawling and fighting is is to there's a bigger picture. I love the way Kimberly says we don't understand the whole picture, but we do understand that if we eat the cookies and be in a meeting, uh, we will get the rewards. Right, and it says stay in the sunlight of the spirit in our big book, and it said the sunlight. If you look at sunlight, there's always space where you see it. You stay in that space, you're open, and all of that negativity will pass right through you. And the scientists, speaking of that, the physicists have discovered that we're 99.9% space. And we're made of sunlight. We're made of light. Our food that we ate grew out of the ground. The animals that we eat, they grazed on the food and ate it. And we eat that. That's made of a star. We are the sun. We are the sunlight of the spirit. So it can't get inside of us if we're in that fourth dimension that you're talking about where, you know, somebody's going to get it into my heart and it's going to do, you can't get into your heart if you're in the sunlight of the spirit. Amen. Amen. And now, folks, for us, some of us, like I had a guy today text me, a biker says, I need to be more loving and helpful. And guess what? I text him back. I said, I, for me, I had to read First John 1 through 5 for a year because it mentions the love of God 48 times. I had to surrender to this process to get the fruit. And I become more acceptance and more love. The objective was to be let go and let God in a loving form. And I needed to love a people the way they were. And for me, because I was, I was so hateful, I had to do that. And it worked. But the, I found out that treasures follow the love of God. Treasures, folks. You know, the, even the book, the book of Proverbs says that uh, wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver. 
How can you put your mind around that? That wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver. And that's what First John 1 through 5 or John 14, 15. I used to read both of them. It takes about half hour, John 14, 15, 16. I have it recorded. I listen to it when I brush my teeth. I listen to it in Bibles and different translations as people are reading it. And it turns, it keeps the light glowing, keeps the coal in the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we've done a great session today. God bless you. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. Thank you, Kimberly. Let's go ahead and finish with the Lord's Prayer. And we'll ask Kimberly to take us out with any any parting thoughts. Thank you. Okay, and so we declare that these words go out and they bless and open the hearts and minds of people everywhere and they are blessed by the one and only spirit that we know god and through jesus christ his son who was given to us and we can move forward in full faith and diligence in knowing that we have the insight of god to to build with to do with um you know as he wants us to and that would be a wonderful life so i will close with the serenity prayer god god grant, grant me the serenity, serenity to accept, to accept the, the things, things i, I cannot change. change the courage to, to change the things, things i can and, the and wisdom to, to know the difference. difference thy will be done I will be done. <clears throat> Amen. Keep coming back, folks. We love you. God bless you. Bye, Kimberly. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye for now. Bye. All right, bye. A serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, we're going to do a half a session today. We're going to read from page 24 to page 88, and then we're going to jump to 552 after 88, okay, to catch up on some time. No acceptance? No, we should have it down by now. <laughs> okay, page 24. <laughs> you guys, I'm coming back tomorrow. This is boring. Yeah. The fact is that most alcoholics, for reason yet obscure, have lost the power of choice and drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of of the suffering and humiliation or even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. Uh, who, Who would like to go?
to have that bus planted by a well on some of the six strings or what's used anyhow. When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid unless locked up may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others. And we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up a simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. Mm. <laughs> Three packages of nothing left. We have spiritual experiences which revolutionize the whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, towards God's universe. And the central fact is our life today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commanded and accomplished those things which we could never do by ourselves. If you're as seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible. And if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could. And the other was to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Page 62, please. Selfishness. self-centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles driven by a hundred form of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity. We step on the toes and the fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What were we? So our troubles. Uh, I'll take. I'll take another one if you want. I got it. So our troubles we think are basically our own making. They arise out of ourselves with alcoholic extreme example of self will run right. Although he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, the alcoholic must be rid of the selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And where there often seems to be no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid, many of us had more of logical convictions galore. But we could not live up to them, even though we would like to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying our own willpower. We had to have God's help. This is the how in the wild bit. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. 
Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass through freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, being all-powerful. He provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we have become interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt that new power was flowing in, we enjoyed peace of mind. As we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. Sorry, I'm on my Zoom. Thank you. Thank you. We were. We, we were. I got called. Uh, where am I? Now it's step three. We are, we're now. Uh, we're now simply, whenever I said to our makers, God, I offer myself to thee. Let me build with thee and do with thee as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, and so that I may better do thee as I will. Take away my difficulties that victor over them, and bear witness to all those who I help in thy power, thy love, thy way of life. Uh, <clears throat> we thought well before taking this step and making sure that we were ready, that we could abandon ourselves utterly to him. Okay, page 76, please. When ready... We say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have completed step seven. Page 86, please, on awakening. 86? Yes. Kimberly? My turn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We can set the plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we have employ our mental faculties with assurance for after all God gave us brains to use our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motive in thinking about our day we face the decisions we may, we may not be able to determine which course to take here's where we ask for God for inspiration to a thought or decisions we relax we take it easy we don't struggle we are surprised how right the answers are after we try this for a while what used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration of gradually becomes working part of the mind. Being still in experience of having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired all the time. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of obscure actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, will as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to, blah, 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 blah. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer. That we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That we are given whatever we need to take care of such problems. 
We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, instead of a warrant for your arrest, we ask <laughs> we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause and entertain or doubtful. We ask for the right thought or action. We can constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Um, I'm say to ourselves, many times we say, Thy will be done. We are then in a much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become more and more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to ourselves. Amen. Okay, from here we jump to page 552, please. 552. He said in effect... If you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. As for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. It worked for me then. And it has worked for me many times since. And it will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness but it too always comes. Because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. <laughs> the great is of release me from the bondage of, of hatred and replacing with love really another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need from alcohol promise and everything I need I get and when I get what I when I get what I need I invariably find it's just what I wanted all the time. Page 100 please. <clears throat> Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things we came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. 
Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Page 83, please. Hang on, I gotta put this down. Hang on. Oops. Sorry. And we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We'll suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work, work, work for them. Amen. It is easy, uh, page 85 please, it is easy to let up on a spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We're not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day where we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower all Along this line, all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Oh, did I jump ship? Yeah, that's right. Okay, go ahead, Rick. Where are we? <laughs> uh, 85. Much has already been. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, direction from him who has all knowledge and power. We are, if, we are, have, we have, if we have carefully followed directions, <laughs> We have begun to sense a new flow of his, uh, a flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop a vital sixth sense. We must go further than that and make more action. Page forty-three. Yeah, more action. Amen. There you go. Him. What? What For- page? Forty-three, please. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you. I'm going to reset this. God bless you, Rick. You guys want to uh, go get them for coffee or something? I think I could make it if you want to go out for coffee. Sure. When I come back, we'll, we'll go. How about you, Rick? Yeah. All right. Sounds, sounds we, good. We can go to Norm's. That's Rick's restaurant. Yeah. 
El Monte? Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, well, why don't we do that? I'll, 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 I'll yeah. keep, my, uh, keep my commitment here. Amen. Well, all right, Rick. Enjoy your day. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. Let's reset. Okay. Bye. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming in today's Alcoholic Anonymous reading. Now we're going to discuss some of the bullet points that we just read. Kimberly and I, we're going to go over. Rick is going to his work. And, um,. We've been doing this for a year now, and I see progress in people's lives to stick with it. Progress in people's lives, even if they come in a month or so. We get more serene. It's like a stronger ship going down the ocean, and whatever hits us, whatever uh, storms or stuff in life, the ship just keeps going tranquility. I notice people around me that don't have a program, I wish they were stick to this programming here we go okay welcome welcome back to our second half where we discuss the bullet points we just read let's go ahead and uh, open it up real quick with a, a serenity prayer please God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Okay, uh, I'll let you go first. Let me know what you got out of this reading. I saw something I haven't seen here in a year. Why don't you go first today? Okay. Uh, I saw right here that uh, that we may pray for ourselves only if others will be helped. Right before that, it says that... Uh, that each step of the way, we have to have uh, pray. You know, uh, each step. Now, mm-hmm. uh, where is that? <laughs> we pray uh, for what our next step is to be. I think it's eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. If we come agitated. Well, uh, we uh, we not pray not. We're careful not make requests for ourselves. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. But right before that, uh, we usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. Okay, uh, you know, what, what is the next step? Uh, just a next step would be... a. Uh, waiting upon God and asking Him, okay, God, what is my next step? I've been doing that. Like, I do different readings. I'll, I'll read the little 24-hour book and I'll record that in the podcast or the uh, daily reflections. And and, and it seems to it'll come to my mind. And then when I don't get anything, when does, does something doesn't show up, I'll go ahead and get on with my day. You know, I guess my task is finished, what my next step is to be. So we're... You know, like I said, the, the ideas and the uh, conscious contact with God in guiding us. And my request is that I may be helpful to others. To God, give me the insp- yeah. inspiration. And our inspiration is words, you know, how we inspire others. Mostly is words. Uh, because most of, most of the AAers or the 12-step 
movement, everybody's pretty self-sufficient, you know. Very rarely does a person need a... Yeah, we can help each other move in some kind of emergency or something, but... Or, you know, it's easy does it, you know. Uh, but I like this stuff. So I am asking uh, that I I live... My, my, my request that I ask God is that I may go around the world, receive 25 tons of gold... And keep doing these broadcasts all over the world. How do you think about that? We're never. (laughs) That'll be helping others, right? Uh, I seem to be getting all my work done. I'm here in Hawaii. Yesterday must have been five hours that I was here locked up in the bedroom. And from four in the morning till about we got out there. And we still have a chance to get out there and look. And I'm refreshed and going to sleep earlier. And, uh. I guess it's because I have less tasks to do from being at home, you know, less distractions. Um, So I'm not wasting a lot of time. I'm doing what I think I never done before. Usually when I go on vacation, I'm not into reading, you know, I'm just into loafing, (laughs) loafing. But we got a lot of work done, so it's it's a different vacation to me. Uh, Everybody is uh, for it. You know, uh, all my friends and the wife, and we're just moving forward into uh, being uh, being available. Easy does it. So it works. You can easily see why. Are people uh, wearing their masks over there? Yeah, we do. Even when we get on the elevator and, and uh, go places, a lot of masks. Okay, my turn? Yes. Okay, so if you take a look at, uh, and you know what? I am definitely clairvoyant because I was going to ask you right during the reading, would you think that our next step is to be, may also be what, which of the 12 steps we should use and apply to our situation? Or is it just steps like walking through our day? And I don't know. You could, we could add that. So I, I think it's interesting. You I thought of that question while we are reading. I'm serious. And you ended up discussing it. It's crazy. It's like I read your mind. Wow. Anyway, my, um, as we go through the day, okay, oh, wait, no, no, no. We'll go to 62. Okay. Okay, and uh, I wanted, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 60. Oh, no. I wish back here with where God break gave us brains to use. Uh, 80, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit 80, fuzzy. 80, 86, 87? Uh, yeah. Okay, if you go back up above where it's on page 86, it says, um, um, we, you know, we, under these conditions, when we're connected with God and he's directing our thinking, he gave us brains to use. I wrote in the margin here, not for other people to use our brains against us <laughs> and rent space in our head. Beautiful. You know, sick people don't belong in my head. My yeah. sick ideas don't belong in my head. God gave us brains to use, not to be used by situations and people, places, and things, right? Right. And he talks about that. Dr. Paul, accepting. We talked about that yesterday. I have to accept them and let them go. That's the key. Now, 
I also looked at this, and if you look on 87, it says we ask especially for freedom from self-will. Well, if I'm in somebody else's um, situation, or if I have a problem running around in my head just randomly, and I'm not doing anything constructive about it, it's, it's like it says, burning up energy foolishly. So down here then, again, very big, very big bell rings with me on this one. Because we said, um, back on 62, we said, uh, we were reading it, it says, selfishness and self-centeredness, that we think is the root. It was rooted in us, and, and we know we have a daily reprieve from alcoholism, and some things can still trigger us, and they can activate that root. So what's the answer to asking God to, uh, to inject, like that you say? Thank God for the root. Thank you for that root. If I pray to God, he injects the sunlight of the spirit down into that root. And so on 87, where I just was, it says we constantly, it tells us constantly, that means every second of all day long, remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. That means we can't control other people. We can't run a production. The world is not a stage. Like said, Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men, women, and really players. Well, you're right. There's a lot of playing going on. And I don't have to be part of that playing. And then it said right after that, it says, we're no longer running the show. Humbly. Humbly saying. Not, damn it, I will be done. I'm so sick of this. I will be done. It says humbly saying to ourselves, right? No, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day. I don't know what many is, but if it, many is here constantly, I'm assuming that's, you know, when we do the third step prayer, relieve me of the bondage of self. Relieve this root. Get the root. I want to be unrooted, right? You don't want to be rooted in self. Right, right, right. And you know with that Christianity, God's, uh, Jesus said, deny thyself. <laughs> Deny, deny thyself. He's talking about that selfish self, I, I believe, not the God self. Right. That's it. That's beautiful. Um, you know, in thanking God for the root, I believe a root is like a tree. The root is already in there and is giving away fruit. Say, for instance, despair. It's a, it's a tree of root, despair. Unbelief and no faith is or no hope is a, there's a different kind of true, a tree that's growing in its rage. It's uh, uh, anger, resentment, indifference, you know, indifference to God, not giving God credit. So what we, when you said either we thank God for the root, uh, we, uh, we, we, we act. And the other thing, when we thank God for the root, God waters the root and in times is able to pull the tree out. Okay, but the tree's not going to come out that easily. We don't. We just shave the, the grass on top of it, but the root is still there. So that's why we con God constantly brings us trouble so we can say, thank you for my root. Thank you that I, I, I fell off the handle. 
Thank you that the root got the best of me this time. Because we're applying spiritual water to that tree so we can loosen up the root. And about the eighth or the taint failure on our part, but we are looking at it with positive. We're looking at that negative trait with a positive trait by thanking God for it. Uh, we're doing self uh, spiritual surgery, and that root will be pulled out. I ha- I know it from experience. Jealousy, gambling, uh, you know, just uh, going back to uh, to to attitudes that don't work. Another thing you said that really interests me is the fact is that we don't in AA or any twelve step program we don't take advantage of people's. Uh, maladjustments to life on their roots. Like you said, if they come in with a root and we put a problem in their mind, <clears throat> that's why we talk about ourselves, we talk about our own experiences, and, and we're very uh, careful not to activate those roots in other people's lives. You know, we're not pointing fingers and stuff like our parents did or whatever to start start planting roots of... Uh, the biggest root I had is not having any choices okay give me something were you talking about jesus in uh uh in the gospel talking about how god cuts off the old branches because he is the root and we are the vine isn't that what it says in there yeah john 15 uh-huh yeah god is no god is the vine and we are the branches and and we have to uh have vital that's that's so beautiful so sometimes when we go we go from thanking god for a problem each step of the way to praising jesus for a problem you know now you're moved forward into praise and worship and you're hooked up to the vine and you're getting zap what's that zap that we're getting we're getting his joy his peace his laughter his wisdom his sanctification uh his redemption we're, you know, one of the things that God gets mad with the Israelites is because they didn't ask for his counsel. You know, counsel is available for us. An incredible amount. I mean, if we're really Christians, we believe that God raised the sun and sets it at a precise minute. Shouldn't we turn our lives over to care of God to him? He has got every, even in the things that we don't see or we don't agree with at the moment. We don't understand why this is happening. That's the best time to thank God for when, when I don't understand something. That's what I learned. If I don't, I have, I don't understand why it's happening. So I have to thank God for it. That He's under control. That I invariably put myself in that position to begin with, because I wasn't listening in the beginning with, right? So I'm in that position, and all God is trying to do is bring me back. To, to where uh, his ultimate goodwill is, is then it is harmony. We read it right there where it says, uh, and then uh, he's the father, we are his son, he is the agent, we are the, he is the principal, we are his agents. And then we are set freedom, to freedom. It says right here, uh, most good ideas are simple, and this concept, thanking God for the root, was the keystone of the new triumphant arch through which we pass to freedom. So we get everything. When we thank, praise Jesus, us that are Christians, 
we praise the Lord for our problems. We're hooked up to the root. We're getting the zap and the peace that he, that nowhere else can you get. We can't get it from this earth. From this earth, you can get happiness for if you do good. But from Jesus, you get joy, which is spiritual high, spiritual peace that, that you can't get it anywhere. You know, it's just a peace that you got. And, and, and as we go along, we get freedom. What's freedom? Happy, joyous, and free. And the monks pulling out roots. We had a lot of roots to pull out and so forth. That's why commitment on our part is so valuable when we do this reading, when we get started. Commitment to praise God. That's why I got my rubber band around my wrist to remind me, step of the way, to keep thanking God. And I pick up rubber bands along the place when I find them, you know. And, here, you got your rubber band? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to keep, keep... reminded me that uh, I made a commitment to on step three I turned my will and my life over to the care of God and how do I what's my part I thank him for my for his will I thank him for my roots and then uh, and I keep keep at and keep at it and so it becomes an adventure because you you see, and then our our book says in step eleven on the twelve and twelve that says God will move in mysterious and wonders to perform. So every day is like, wow, what are you gonna do today, God? So you know we need to, okay, God, you know what what's gonna happen today? And you get a call, and and uh, you know God always has a blessing for you in store, and that's and they start to become so common we don't want to get immune to giving thanks to the blessings and the wows in here getting invited here get invited there you know just uh, living life the way it was designed to be in harmony that works in harmony Uh, concerning rick and going i think it's wonderful you come to my house the three of us will go to go see rick in my truck and we'll go to Norm's and have coffee and have a big old, and we'll celebrate everybody's birthday that for the whole year. <laughs> we'll have a, amen. That's that'll be a, a great thing. Yeah, let's do that, and that'll be a little simpler than uh, planning a whole dinner and stuff, and that'll give us a foot in the door there. Yeah, it'll take about. If we use the key, if we use the key of acceptance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and willingness. Amen, and just a couple of hours, you know. You 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 have time. You know, we'd run over there probably less hour and a half. You know, won't take long. Uh, we'll go pick up Rick, and uh, and we'll look forward to it. Maybe one day we can do it every three months, every two months, and then every month or something like that. Well, thank you very much for coming in today's podcast. We appreciate it. And Hawaii time right now. It's about four. It's going to be five a.m. over here. I'm gonna, no, but it's it's like your your bodily clock is different. You're on seven a.m. So so eight eight a.m. over here. Yeah, that's right. That's why I've been uh, falling asleep at seven o'clock in the evening. Over here, I hear you. <laughs> well, God bless you. Thank you very much for coming in today's session. I appreciate it. and uh, you're you're putting shedding great light on this, which to wove everything together the way you do it. That's uh, see, you haven't had got. That's a that's a awesome thing to do. Wove everything together. Okay, well, you guys say a couple prayer for me today. I gotta go to the acupuncture at three eight, three p.m. So that'll be twelve noon, 
12 noon for you. If you could say a prayer for me, I appreciate it. All right, every step of the way. Well, let's go ahead and close close our meeting with a Lord's Prayer. Okay. okay. Who drives the bus? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.